Hi, Crit. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, and Happy New Year to everyone listening out there. Thanks for staying with us in 2018. And hopefully we can bring you some really cool stuff in 2019. And so as we start our 2019, I'm sure everyone is lazily getting back to work, which is tough, but I'm sure there's a whole bunch of things planned for this year. What about you, Crit? How's it going? Good. For me, it's always busy, right? Because right. I'm a crazy person who has too many jobs and businesses and career and things going on always. So it's just, it kind of all just blends together. Well, so let's start from the beginning. Like I'd like to know, so for those of you who don't know, Kritika, you worked for, for the corporate world first. You worked for PwC for a while. And then now you, you decided to just give it up and start on your own become a businesswoman and a successful one at that. So I guess what I'm, what, we, what we would love to know is the difference. Like, how was yeah. it as a corporate versus businesswoman? Yep. And just to kind of let you guys know if you haven't figure, figured it out, today we're going to talk about uh, the corporate life, having a job, being an Indian woman with the expectations that are on you, and then also trying to have a really demanding career at the same time, or not having a career, and the reasons for not having a career, and all of that stuff. So, you know, hopefully you get some good tidbits out of this. But back to your question. Um, when I was young, I was like, in high school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted out of my life. But one thing that was clear was that I wanted a career. Like I really wanted to have purpose and I really wanted to do something. Um, and I think that's partly because of my dad. He was always sort of like, you got to do something with your life. Like you got to find your passion and you got to go follow it. And whether that means becoming a great artist or, you know, working in corporate America or becoming an SAP consultant, whatever, figure it out, do it. And so when I went to college, I kind of ha had that in the back of my head and I went and saw my career counselor. I see my career counselor for the first time and she kind of gives me this understanding of the career landscape, of the corporate landscape. And it, this aha moment clicks and I'm like, oh, these four years, I'm here to really groom myself so I can get a leg up in the corporate world. And I take it super seriously, right? I start getting internships for my freshman year. I make sure I have internships continuously with like massive corporations. Uh, and then I go into my first corporate job as soon as I graduate. And I'm like, yes, okay, this is it. This is how I'm going to become a CMO you of a company <laughs> 10 years from now. Because, you know, when you're 22, everything just seems like easy. so realistic and easy. And so I'm like, yeah, by the time I'm 30, this is totally possible. Not possible, but well, idealistic at that time. Yeah. And I started on that path and I started on this path in the South. Um, and the culture in the South is very different. And I think I was prepared to do my job from an academic standpoint. When I was assigned tasks, I knew how to deliver and I knew how to do the work. But what I wasn't prepared for was the politics. I wasn't prepared for the drama. I wasn't prepared for, oh, you have to say this to this person and that to this person and you have to present yourself this way. I was not prepared for any of those things. And was it harder because you're Indian? Um, yes and no. I think initially in my career, I was very naive. So it just didn't even occur to me that that would be an issue because it's like, was I went to the same university as a lot of people and, you know, I did the same you know, course loads and I did all these internships. So what does it matter that I'm Indian, right? Again, very naive at this point. And then I remember I graduated in 2009 and this is when the economy was just tanking in the US, right? Nobody was getting jobs, people were getting laid off, college students were not finding jobs and I had a job offer. And the only reason I had a job offer is because I did the internships. I made those relationships in the four years that I was in college so that when I graduated, the peop the company that had given me internships was like, we love you, we wanna keep you on board, so we're gonna bring you on board. And I remember talking to a male, white male friend of mine and telling him, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, I'm starting this job, and he was like, oh, I think they just hired you to fill a diversity quota. Aww. And it just, I was so shocked that he said this. I didn't know what to say. This was the first time in my life where I was like, I'm sorry, what? And I just, so baffled that I just left. And I was like, okay. And then I thought about it. And 
And I was like, oh man, why should, I should have said something back. But obviously at that moment, of course. it was not witty enough to <laughs> say anything back. And it really hurt my feelings because it was like, that's really hurtful. Yeah. And hurtful. I mean, I had great grades. I put in a lot of effort and yeah. this is why I got the job, not because they're trying to fill some diversity quota. And even diversity, you should ask yourself, is it because you're a woman or is it because you're an Indian woman? It's like being... There's so many reasons. Like, and the thing is, like, one thing I've realized, and not everybody thinks of it this way, but I've realized this, is as a woman, there are a lot of things working against you. For sure. And yeah, we hear this anecdotal evidence everywhere. And a lot of people are like, no, that's not true. Women just make shit up. But in my experience, it's true. And women do have a harder time in the corporate world for many, many reasons. So one of the things that I think women shouldn't do is question why the door was open for them. Oh, yeah, totally. Was it because of diversity? Was it because they were hot? Was it because, you know, somebody thought something? Forget that. Forget that. Because the fact is the door opened for you. And now you need to walk through that door and kill it. And you need to work 50 times harder than anyone else. And you need to prove yourself and keep moving forward. It's like you have to tell yourself that even if there was a reason other than your talent that you were hired, even if there wasn't, you would still do the same thing, right? You would still go into the job thinking, oh, they hired me because I was educated enough. I was, yeah, Mm -hmm. I had skills Mm -hmm. and I would just work hard and progress in whatever that is so but I think we also overthink it I think when we as a woman we were told that we you know it's because you're pretty and or you are Indian or you are a woman or whatever the reason may be Uh, we are told that it's everything other than the fact that you are talented enough so I I agree with you I think Mm -hmm. that we should just women should just stop worrying about why you got the job, but that you did. And now you just have to prove yourself that you are capable enough to rise. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, going back to a little bit more about my journey, I got that job and you know, I, my, my work was great. And I would, I know this because not because I'm full of myself, but because I would get feedback saying your work is really good. Right. People would be like, clients would be like, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. This is exactly what I wanted. I was constantly going above and beyond because I loved my work. I enjoyed working. It gave me a sense of purpose, but there was just so much bullshit that I wasn't prepared for. And that would create stress for me. For instance, I remember this one time. I was just working and a friend of mine who worked in the same department came to me and she's like, Hey, so I don't want you to get upset, but some of the other girls are talking about you, not girls, women are talking about you in the office. I am the youngest person in this department. I just graduated. These other women are in their forties. They have kids. Right. Huge difference. I'm like 22 at the time. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, what did they say? Right. And they're like, oh, they were just saying that you don't know how to dress appropriately for work and that your clothes are too tight. And I just I was like, what? Because I remember like when I got this job, I took my mom to loft. Loft does not make (laughs) sexy clothes. I went to Ann Taylor and I was like, I need some work clothes, dress plans and shirts and all this stuff, because that's what everyone I see at the office wearing. So that's how I need to dress professionally. And I'm just. I'm like, you didn't go to Forever did, 21 no. and picked up and some I was like, how could this be? Like, I'm pants. buying my clothes at the same place at these, <laughs> as these women. Yeah. And, and then, of course, this is the great part of being young and naive and not knowing, like, the politics of it all. I went to my boss. Luckily, my manager was a male guy, and he was not privy to this conversation that was happening with the women in the office. Of course. And I was like, hey, question for you. Do you think I dress inappropriately? And he was so caught off guard. I still remember his face. He was like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, I just want to know. And he's like, no, I think you dress very professionally. Can you imagine the guy? He would know. And now I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I did You know why? Because he would be, he's like, how do I look up and down and and answer this question without looking (laughs) like a a creep? Exactly. In a professional environment. So he's like, no, I think you dress perfectly fine. Like you dress very appropriately. In fact, I think you're very fashionable. And I was like, okay, great. And he's like, why are you asking me this? I'm like, well, some of the women in this office are talking about me and the way I dress. And, uh, you know, they're, they're saying hurtful things. And he's just like, 
that is not okay. And I was like, okay. So he gets up and he goes to the vice president of this department and he tells her. And the vice president's amazing. She's this awesome woman. Right. And she then calls a meeting and she's like, we do not comment on people's attire unless it is inappropriate, in which case we bring in HR. And it becomes like a whole thing. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Okay, this is clearly not the best way to handle this No, maybe situation. it is. I mean, so I think it, it But then it those sets women the... absolutely hated me. And that's fine. I mean, to be honest with you, but I don't think it was fine. about... Because that's not fine. Because when you have to work with people who yeah. absolutely hate you, it becomes, it becomes really harder. difficult. Yeah, definitely. And so it was these little things that I just didn't know how to navigate. Like, I didn't know how to navigate these situations. Then it was... Then it was like... I got, I remember I switched jobs and they didn't give me the position that I wanted, but they were like, we have reviews coming up in three months. In three months, we will give you this position. They, right. It was like told to me in my interview and right. that was a condition of me accepting this position. And I was like, okay, sure. I do the thing. We go through the interview process and uh, so the VP of this company told me that I in three months we will give you this position and we go through the interview uh, the review process and in order to get the position you have to get your supervisors buy-in to say yes mm -hmm. I think this person deserves this position right. that's the only requirement and my supervisor was like no you just started so I can't do that and I was like look this is something that was discussed during my interview and she was just like no but it, I think you should wait you should wait six months right and I was like, no, I don't, that's not fair. Like we, that was a condition of my employment, but I also didn't want to go above her and ruin that relationship because I had to work with for this sure. person yeah. for a long period of time. Yeah. So she was like, I just, I really just don't think this is the right strategy because she wasn't, I don't know if she wasn't privy to the information or if she didn't want to be the person pushing, I don't know the politics around this, but all I remember is just being crushed because what happened was then I came in and the people younger than me got promoted before I did because of this like little thing where my supervisor is just like, no, you've only worked here for three months. Well, you know what? I have an MBA. I, you know, have a lot more experience and it was the condition of my employment, but I couldn't do anything about it because it was like, I shouldn't ruin this relationship because right. I have to work with this person. And in six months, I don't want this person saying negative things about me. For sure. Right. So you have to play the long game, but then you're sacrificing yourself in that in the short run. That element, then going to negotiations, salary negotiation, uh, negotiations, there was definitely this element of like power dynamics and a lot of men, I feel like get off on giving women less money. That was my experience. And then I spoke with a couple of girlfriends of mine and they were like, no, that's something that we have felt too. Where well, like, if they just, it becomes like a game to them where how dare you ask for your value mm -hmm. and you get put into this position where you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe they'll give it to me later and maybe I need to make You almost feel guilty of you asking so guilty for about more. Asking. And so it was all of these things that I was like, I hate this. I was like, I am doing a great job. My work is very good. I am an extremely intelligent person. And I keep proving those elements, but those elements don't matter. I feel like they're they're not the most important thing in a corporate job yeah and that bothered me and i was like i hate this i feel bad about myself because i'm not progressing at the level and the speed that i want to progress in my corporate job so what do i do and this is at this point i called my dad and i was just like what do i do like i don't know what to do my entire planning for the last like 10 years was i was going to work really hard in corporate jobs and move up the ladder and eventually become like the vice president of a marketing department or a CMO or something like that. And I just don't think it's going to happen. It, for a lot of reasons, it's just not going to happen. And part of it has to do with the fact that I'm very straightforward and you cannot be straightforward in corporate America. And I was like, I have to fundamentally change who I am if I still want to continue down this path. And I don't want to change who I am because I actually like who I am. I like that I'm straightforward. I'm, I like that I'm honest. I like that I'm just clear as day. Like I don't because muddy the waters. And that's what makes it easier to work with. Yes. So as an employee, that's amazing because yeah. now you don't have to worry about the stupid games and the background. But the thing is, people can't handle straightforwardness. They can't. They want the little bit of a drama yeah. there. They, and... they want the drama. They can't handle the straightforwardness. And if you are straightforward, then they like categorize you as a bitch. 100% if you're no, a woman. No, for sure. Right? If you're Absolutely. a man, 
Oh, you get promoted. Oh my God, you yes. You get promoted, you get promotions, <laughs> you get told you're so amazing. This is a leadership material. Yeah. This is how it should you know be. What? I if was, you're a woman, you're a bitch. I was Nobody just about to, to say, a guy being straightforward, clear thinker, and, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know, say what you mean kind of thing, and he will be the leadership material. And he'll be like, this is the guy who needs to lead the country, uh, company. And, and then the you'll country. have, and the country. <laughs> And then you have a woman if she says that if she if she has the same mm-hmm. uh, sort of ideologies and everything, and then she will be categorized as the bitch of the 100%. office and also someone who's very difficult to work with. Yes. And- oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so, and I, it's funny that you say this because my brother and I are very similar in our approach. We actually have very similar personalities. He will disagree with you, but everyone around us is like, no, you two are like exactly the same right very straightforward we're very direct we're very black and white and that's exactly what happened in our careers where i got i was constantly being told she's a bitch yeah she didn't take my opinion well your opinion was trash so i didn't take it yeah but i'm a bitch in that situation whereas my brother would handle certain situations similar situations the exact same way and he would get promoted of course he would get more people under him he would get you know recognition and um he would just like find more success and i was like this is the unfairness of being a woman in the corporate environment or being a woman in society where they don't expect you to like know what you're doing and talk about what you're doing you remember when we were talking about you walking into the office and the person said that it's it's that you are you 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 sound and you behave like a know-it-all. Remember, we were having that discussion. Oh, right, right, and right. It, it brings back to this point that we we're just about making, right? Oh my it's, God, that was another really okay. So yeah, no, but my point is that yeah. is what the, the the way you are because you're straightforward and you, you what you know you tell that this is what I know mm-hmm. and all of that. So people who have insecurities, I was telling you about that. That that's why because yeah. they then think that oh my God, she is a little bit more than I am in terms of knowing, and then that comes across as being a smart ass yeah. as a woman and if it's a boy it's if it's a man then it's like oh my god he's so smart he's a mentor so we mm-hmm. immediately become mm-hmm. from smart ass to mentor yeah this, was, this was a creative director at an agency that i worked at and you know i really looked up to him he was very talented and i we were encouraged to have one-on-one meetings with like uh, directors and leaders in the company so i had like a one-on-one with him and i was like what feedback do you have like the fact that I'm sitting there in front of you asking you for feedback, how I can improve myself and all this stuff. And this guy is like, you know, you should never walk into a room thinking you know you know everything. And I, again, I took that advice. I smiled, said, oh, that's really interesting. I appreciate that feedback. Thank you so much for your time. And I walked out of that room and I was like, another reason I shouldn't fucking work here. Because I was like, I've never in my life walked into a room thinking I'm the smartest person in the room or that I know everything. If anything, I usually walk into the room thinking I'm probably the dumbest person here. What can I learn? Right. And I was like, I can't help that I constantly get perceived this way because I have the audacity to be confident in my knowledge, Mm -hmm. in the questions that I'm asking. So you're not saying that what I'm saying is right. You're saying that this is what I know and it it has worked. It was just like, the audacity to ask questions, to challenge the status quo, because sometimes it didn't make sense. Like we were consultants and the approach that was outlined, I was like, this doesn't make sense because of these gaps. Right. And they'd be like, how dare you? Of course. You can't ask questions. Don't ask questions. You know this. And then the other thing that happens in corporate America is you get boxed in. Like, and I think this happens in every career, not just in corporate America. It's like, oh, you're really good at this. You just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And it's like, no, just because I'm good at it doesn't mean it's the only thing I want to do for the rest of my life. Imagine being like, oh, you know what? Organic chicken is great for me. And then being like, oh, yes, now you're going to eat organic chicken for every meal, right. every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> it just like it. That's not how life works. You need variety. You need variety in your career. You need variety in life. You need to be able to do a lot of different things. So anyways, I got fed up. I think I'd worked nine years at this point, And I just I was like, this is not my path. I thought this was my path and I feel like I'm trying really really hard but this is not my path so I talked to my dad and I was like what do I do what do I do and my dad's like you need to figure out your corporate exit plan I was like what do you mean and he's like you need to figure out what you want to do next start a business 
backpack across Europe, whatever. You need to figure out what you want to do and next. And then you need to figure out what you need to do that thing, right? And so I thought about it and I was like, you know, I think I should start my own business because as much as I don't want to admit it, that is something that I could be very, very good at because I don't shy away from working really hard. I don't shy away from new ideas. I, I'm willing to do the grind. And, and you have to be brave. Yeah, and, to, and I to felt do, like I had the basic knowledge yeah. to do this. So I listened, I took my dad's advice and I was like, okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start an e-commerce business because my background is in marketing. Um, I understand e-commerce and I have the basic knowledge to like create a foundation around this business and I'm going to do this. And for a year, I was like, I'm going to come in. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do the bare minimum that I need to do. And I'm, I'm going to put money away and I put as much money away as I possibly could. And during like six months in, I started the business, like I got the website, I started sourcing products and I was like, okay, let me like slowly, slowly, slowly build this. And then by the end of that year, I was like, okay, it's time to quit. Like it's time to quit. It's time to do this. And I mean, my business was generating very little money. Like very little money, not enough to live on. I was like, it's okay, but this is the time to do it. And luckily, Vivek and I had just gotten married. So I was like, Vivek, I'm going to do this. I feel like we don't have kids. We don't have a lot of responsibilities. This Young is the only and, time. Yeah, yeah. Only time in our life that we can do this. And I, he's like, okay, go for it. I quit. People were shocked. But the people who knew me, they were like, you've been planning this for a while. And I'm like, of course. I never like not plan things. <laughs> and um, I failed. The first year, miserably, products were wrong. They were breaking, people were complaining. I couldn't get it off the ground. The manufacturing was an issue. I, it felt awful. But then I was like, but I can't go back to corporate America. So what, what's my option here? And then I just like kind of kept pushing through. And here I am today, I run a business. And if you meet me and if I like you, I will 100% pitch you a business. <laughs> well, I am the perfect example for that. <laughs> she, you pitched me and I was so sold after the first meeting. So I guess that's yeah. true. I mean, are we even friends if I haven't pitched you a business I idea? wonder, I wonder. It's like, I felt like when we sat together and we were talking, I remember you getting excited. It's like, I wonder if I should talk to you about having a business together. How long did it take when we started this? I don't know, like a few we were, months? We knew each other for three months. Yeah, I think three I months. Like, this is enough time for me to start <laughs> pitching. I'm just like, I can't help it. This is something I really enjoy. And it's and great. I see the opportunity everywhere. Absolutely. And once you've like gone through that journey where you've fit, crashed and burned and then got up and done it again, yeah. there's that element of like, oh, okay, yeah. I can, I can do, do it. This. Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You fail, won't... you get a job again. Exactly. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I'm, I, because your experience is so different than mine because you were here, you had the choices available to you, mm -hmm. you had the freedom to, to take the choice that you wanted to. And so for me, it's a, like such a, like it was such an eye opener when I met you because I remember my journey has been like, it's not a career. It's like a job, mm -hmm. one job mm -hmm. after the other job. And career has never been as much as I wanted it to be, but it has never been the priority because I got, again, the whole, I got married so early, uh, family so early. I got married at 22, had kids by the time I was 25. So for me, it was all about, okay, I should work because I don't want to be obsolete at the workplace. But it never was like, I want to make something out of myself, even though I really wanted to because of that so much social pressure being a brown Indian woman marrying in India. So I think for me, it was, I think, La till last year I was very focused on oh my god I need to get a job I need to get a job it was constantly getting a job right and then I met you and I remember the first meeting we had and I went back home and I'm like you know what it's time for me to focus on a career I need to actually find myself making a plan what I'm going to do in five years and what am I going to do in 10 years what do I want from myself do I want to be a CEO and run a business to, uh, with, with some you know something that I'm passionate about or do I want to start a job where I can see myself going up the ladder? What do I really want to do? And I think that only happened last year. And so, so yeah, so you were successful in doing that. You planted the seed. But before that, it was all about, it's for me, it was because of the culture thing. It was so much pressure 
to do to be the perfect wife perfect mom perfect housekeeper perfect everything perfect daughter-in-law and no expectations for you to have a job and no expectations so my job was only like yeah you should have a job just so that just make sure that the kids are not ignored and it's always always that emotional thing back in your like anytime I would talk to my mom or you know in-laws or anyone is like yeah yeah you should definitely do a job but just good enough for so that you don't neglect your kids and it's so much pressure as a woman you feel like but I'm more than just a, a housekeeper I'm more than just a mom I'm mm-hmm. more than just a wife I want to be something on my own what about me what about my identity what do I, I want to do and for the longest time I just didn't pay attention I thought that's what expected of me thankfully Ankur is not like that Ankur is very career focused mm-hmm. and he always always wanted me to just work he mm-hmm. didn't want me to not have a career and I didn't get the mentorship like you had with your dad. I didn't get that because, and not to say that my parents are at fault. I think Mm -hmm. they were great. Mm -hmm. They were awesome. But I didn't get the proper mentorship where I could talk to someone and be like, what should, what should I do? What do, what am I really good at? And what should I really focus on in terms of my career? I never get that. So I had to figure this out while I was getting married, having kids and all of that. So I think for, uh, it's, it's such a, it's too really different world and it's so different because being here in america the the struggles you went through as a corporate american you know employee seeing all the politics and all that bullshit but then you started your career as like no i'm not going to do this i'm going to have a business but in my side of the story i didn't have that i didn't i couldn't afford to have that that choice that i could make that you yeah. know what i mean and because for me it was not the politics not what people said it was not about that it was all about the culture the expectations it was very dramatic so, so. okay i think the indian culture is very anti women working i mean it's anti women period but <laughs> yeah i was going to say especially anti women working. working and i can yeah. i mean there's countless examples of that oh, for sure when i was 16 my parents mostly my mom she's like you're going to get a job you're going to go work at toys r us and she felt like i needed to go out and i needed to understand the world i needed to have an understanding of how things worked i was like super shy and quiet kid before that and she was like this is not gonna work like you need to have an understanding of things so i remember she dropped me off at toys r us and she's like go and ask for the manager tell them you need a job and she's like and tell them that you are hindu so you won't have you can work for (laughs) this (laughs) she's like she'll be very excited for that (laughs) yeah i was like oh okay so i go i go in and i tell the manager Oh yeah, I want this job. Here's like I'm really organized. I can do this. And he's like, and she's, and I'm like, and I can work Thanksgiving and Christmas because we don't celebrate it. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, in that case, I remember the one question he asked me was, he's like, you don't, you've never worked before. Like, why should I? You have no experience. And I was like, yeah. Well, if you don't give me experience, how will I ever have experience? And he was just so shocked that I just said that. He's like, okay, fine. I can give you a couple of like days of week. Yeah. So, but I remember starting that job and all my mom's friends being like, how could you let your 16 year old daughter go work in retail like that? Right, like this right. is such low level job right right because the whole caste system thing also comes it's into still play. there yeah still there and this is in america and this is in america and this shit's still coming to play oh, and my mom sure. is like no it's important for her to learn yeah. how to. And, and honestly the best thing my mom ever did oh for sure best yeah. thing because yeah. what happened with that was i would get paychecks and they weren't much they were like a couple hundred dollars every other week but i was like oh man i'm making money yeah like this is so cool, right? And my parents were like, yeah, it's your money. You can do whatever you want with it. I was like, what? You're not going to tell me that I can't buy like seven pairs of shoes? Okay, great. And when I had that freedom, freedom, yeah, even a little bit of financial freedom, because before that it was like, mom, can I have like 20 bucks? And she's like, why? What do you need to buy? Yeah. Like, what do you need this oh. for? And I hated it. I was like, I don't want to explain everything to you. So that financial freedom was amazing for me. For sure. And... That put me in this position where since I was 16, I never stopped working. I put myself through college because I was like, I can put myself through college. Like I make more, I know how to work. And if I'm going to study business, then I should work and I should understand business in real life. And so people were just so weirded out by me doing this. And I was like, 
I think it's completely normal. I think it's completely normal. I think right? it's actually a great thing to do because yeah. now you know the business from the other side of the. Yes. You know what but I mean? You're not just sitting on so a chair. So many people. Yeah. This is a practical thing, but there are so many people in the Indian community who are like, how could you let your daughter do this? Oh, for like, sure. This is so bad. This is yeah. so awful. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the best thing my parents could have ever done for Absolutely. me. And in personally, like, I look at my mom, and my mom's an extremely creative and talented person. And my grandfather was like, you're either going to be a doctor. Or you're gonna get married. Those are your only options. And so she was like, "Well, I don't want to be a doctor." So and I, I, I'm so I guess I'm getting married. And she got married. And then after a couple of years, she started her own fashion boutique in mm-hmm. her in-laws' house because my in-laws were very progressive. They came from a business family. They're like, "You have the time. Do whatever you want." Right. So. And at that point, I think she realized, oh, there's so many career options for me. I didn't have to become a doctor. Absolutely. Right? So oh, that's, that's an Indian thing, it's isn't an, it? It's an Indian thing. And I see these things like, to this day. I meet yeah. my sister-in-law's cousins who are getting married. And I'm like, why did you go to doc- Why did you become a doctor or a dentist or whatever, go to business school, do all these things when you have no desire to work? When you don't know how to get a job, like you never had a job, like they have no concept of having a career. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with nobody is giving them the education on how to have a career. Career, yeah. It's for me because my entire family is very career or oriented or they're just they just mm-hmm. like to work mm-hmm. i should say um and everybody so my mom also worked and yeah. she was she is extremely creative and she studied fashion designing so she really really liked working with you know fashion designing mm-hmm. and you know creative every creative aspect of it and i remember she got a job and she worked and it wasn't much of money but she still did it and at one point i remember she was like she worked Till we were out of school. So she worked continuously and get projects here and there. And but it was always a job. You, you know another difference? Yeah. It was always like something that she was it enjoying. Was a secondary thing. It was like she was having so much fun that she's doing it. Yes, it's getting money, but that's not the point. And it's just like, oh, I like doing this, so I'm gonna do it. It was never about a career. Like it was never about, oh, I wanna work in a fashion designing and then maybe open a boutique someday and maybe start an export import. Like it was never an actual path. It was more like I'm gonna do this. It was very live in the moment kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I think that's what came to me because I got my education, I immediately, um, I got a job with uh, an airline and my mom, I remember my mom stood there in the line with me for the interview process and there were like a thousand people there. And out of the thousand people, because it's India, remember? So it's like ridiculous. The lines were like till the back. It was like an open call for Mm -hmm. students or something like that. And I got like, so we went through and my mom was like, okay, we're going to wait for another half an hour. If it doesn't happen, we'll just go home. And she stood there for hours with me and we, we, I got in. Once I got in, then it was just an interview process, interview, 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 interview. And there were about 10, 15 rounds. And then I got all the way down to calling, getting the second day. And I remember we went through the whole process and I got the job, went through a couple of months of training started working and I really, really loved my job. It was awesome. I remember this was, it's airline, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're on the ground staff, it's even if you are, because I was in the PR, but even if you are on the ground, you have to work shifts. And so I was working five to one, or then I would work three to 11. And then there was one shift, which was really late night. And I remember my mother created so much fuss because she was scared because it's India. She was like, you're not going to work this shift at all. You're never going to go to uh, evening. Otherwise, you can quit. And I remember I was old enough. I was like in my 20s. I was earning. I could have said, no, I'm going to work. This is my job. This is not university. It's no longer your call. But I didn't. I went to my manager and said, and I cried in front of my manager, said my mother does not let me work late night shifts. Funny thing is your manager probably understood. And he probably did. And he said, that's fine. But then you have to do this morning. And I'm like, that's fine. And I remember looking back, I thought that was a very stupid thing to do because I I let myself believe that it's not my choice anymore. It's always going to be somebody's choice. And then immediately after that, I got married. So now I went from there to my husband's house where he said, oh, 
absolutely work he was very supportive of my career but it was like make not he would not do it but i know it's the Mm -hmm. expectation of the house that when i come back from work i have to cook i have to make sure everything is in order like things like that like expectations at home so i think my biggest regret uh, as a in terms of my career is that i never got the freedom ever in terms of the guidance the guidance and the freedom meaning that even if i say suppose i was working Mm -hmm. with jet areas Mm -hmm. right and i hadn't got married the natural progression would be working in their corporate department of the pr that would have been the natural upward Mm -hmm. movement and i know i could have done that because i got promoted pretty quickly so i feel like because i got married at the age of 22 i let go of that Mm-hmm. And then it became a job. Like, okay, you got a job. Now you can quit the job because we're going to Canada. Now you can quit the job because we're going here. My career never took off. And it was always on the drawing board every time we moved. And I'm, I mean, to my husband's um, credit. credit, he did ask. It's not like he just made me do something. He asked me, do you think we should move? Are you sure you want to move? And I'm like, of course, because that's what Indian girls do that. Yeah, your career definitely comes before me because you are the breadwinner of the family. Such a big mistake, I think. But I I don't think you should be this hard on yourself because I think this is something that is very common in the Indian culture with Indian women. And I would give my mom as another example when we moved to the united states um my dad started his own business it was consulting business and was doing really well and uh i think they were they were on their green card like i'm waiting for the green card anyways my mom was on a certain visa where she could work because back in the day got that visas right and they were waiting for their green card or some situation and my dad was doing really well um in his business and he kept telling my mom he's like do something take classes do something start a business whatever he's like we have the funds you have the time the kids are going to school so you don't have to worry about them they're pretty independent and my mom's like no like i don't want to do the job i don't want to do a business it just didn't like she didn't have the drive and she didn't recognize this amazing opportunity that was in front of her, which is someone is willing to fund your yeah. business yeah. and is saying you should do this, right? Because my dad has always recognized my mom's talents. My mom is very persuasive. She can she can sell anything to anyone, right? <laughs> she's very, very pers- persuasive and she's very smart. And so my dad's like, do something, do something, do something. And she was like, never motivated to do anything. And now she looks back in her life and she's like, I should have done something at that point in my life. She's like, I had all the time, the energy and the money and I didn't do anything right. because all my friends were like, no, we just hang around the house, guppe and kitty parties and all this stuff. <laughs> guppe is uh, gossip. Gossip. And so she's like, I can't, I'm such an idiot. Like I should have done yeah. something. Right. And it's just, it's a lot. I see a lot of these women like for uh, I mean, the simplest example. And this drives me insane is my aunt in Jaipur, I have a business and I need like a liaison who in India and she, you know, she has all the household chores and everything, but I'm like, Hey, for a couple of hours a week, I just need someone to like handle some communications for me. And she's like, yeah, 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 I'll definitely do it. But then her husband's like, no, who's going to take care of the house? Who's going to cook? Who's going to clean? Oh. Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? And so she's like, no, I can't do it. And then there's this sense of like independence that is gone. And it's the freedom. It's, it's not the, the, it's the freedom. It's, and then it's like, they get dependent, right? Yeah. They can't escape a situation because they're dependent. They're like, I don't know how I'm going to make money to eat food. And, and I can relate to that so deeply because I've been there, right? I've been from my mom's house to my husband's house. And and believe me, it's the most important, the most, uh, the biggest problem that that, it, that, that that particular situation we face is losing not the independence, but the independent thinking. And I think I was talking to you about that mm-hmm. this morning, that uh, me and Ankur always talk about this, that I never got the independent thinking. And what I mean by that is that every time you have to make a decision, it always ends with a question mark. It, so if I need to say, um, I don't know, buy something for the house, I'm like, oh, uh, can we buy this house? And it's never like, hey, I'm going to buy this house. You know what I mean? It's always a question mark, meaning a woman always has to ask 
And and this thing, th- this is something that Ankur actually said that to me. He said, you never had an independent thinking, meaning that you in your head should think, oh, do we afford, can we afford this? Of course we can. Oh, let me, I'm just going to mm-hmm. buy it because we can. And that is the kind of independent thinking that you don't get in India as a woman because you've been told that your the, there is no career for you. It's just a, it, it's something you do on the side. Your main job is to look after your house, your kids, your in-laws, your husband. And and I have been in this situation for, I'm 36. So I would I, argue that a lot of women in, living abroad also don't get that independent thinking. Oh, absolutely. Because they go from their home to college to getting married Mm -hmm. where their parents are supporting them all through their marriage and then their husbands are supporting them i think a lot of women especially in the indian culture go through definitely don't have that independent definitely with the indian culture because you know what happens with that is that you have a sense of cushioning Mm -hmm. meaning that oh i don't have to take risks i don't have to do anything because my parents are going to take care of it and then you move to your husband's house so now you have a cushioning there oh i don't have to worry about the about the the finances because my husband going to take care and as a Indian woman it is so important to know your finances of the house because you never know what happens and you might have to actually end up fixing that you just need to know so when I when we talk about career and it that gives you the tools you need to understand finances Mm -hmm. right so when you have a career you have seen how what kind of how much work you have to do to earn the kind of money you have what are the taxes like Mm -hmm. what are you getting in hand how much are you investing all of those things you only understand that when you are in the driving seat working your ass off so okay so again a lot of credit goes to my mom for making me work at the age of 16 because that just put me on this path where once I got that sense of freedom, I was like, there is no turning back. There is no I like these back, money right? coming into my account. Not just that, I was like, I like this freedom right. of like not having to deal with my parents, having a job, doing the job, getting like satisfaction sure. of doing this job. What was I doing? Selling Tickle Me Elmos, but still it counted. It did. And so it, it I did that. And when I turned 18, I was like, I'm going to go to college. And my parents were like, oh, you can commute. And I was like, nope, I'm going to live in the dorms. Yeah. And I, was, I put my foot down right away. I was like, nope, I'm going to live in the dorms. And they're like, we're not going to pay for the dorms. I'm like, I can get a job. I'll pay for myself to go. And then I'm like, okay, well, she's clearly figured this out. So we can't say that. And once I moved out, I never moved back in. For sure. I didn't. So I, and I was so determined, right? So all four years I was like, I got to have a job because I got to pay my bills because I don't, I can't ask my parents because then they'll be like, why don't you just move back home? So I was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to take care of this. And then when I graduated, I was like, okay, I have to make enough money that I can pay rent Uh or I can need to find a roommate so I can live with a roommate because I'm not moving back home. Like that's never going to happen. And through that, here's what happened. I remember standing in line to set up electricity for the first time right? because I was young and I didn't have credit. So I had to go to the physical location and show like forms of ID and stuff. So they would turn on power in my apartment. Right. I had to call Comcast and negotiate with Comcast. I had to make sure my rent got paid on time. I had to, you know, negotiate my lease. I had to do my own taxes. So at a very young age, I learned to do a lot of these things, which I'm sure a lot of women know how to do, but I feel like in the Indian culture, a lot of women don't pay attention to because they're never really required to do it. No, absolutely. And it's traditionally seen as the male's responsibility. Absolutely. So, yeah, I do a a lot of things like that. And even in our marriage, people are always like, oh, Vivek, do this. And Vivek's like, ask Kritika like she knows more about this than I do because right? yeah, I'm just yeah. I mean this is my natural thing right like, I learned about investing I learned about savings accounts bonds CDs yeah. m- like money market accounts all of these things because I was like oh I gotta figure this out for myself of course and it is so important for women to do that because it's so easy to fall back on like oh yeah my husband will do it now what if your husband is not there tomorrow what are you gonna do mm-hmm. you you again are gonna be like this this whole idea of codependency that Indian women have. It, and again, if I had a 22-year-old me coming to me for advice that well, should I do, do this? Her name is Radhika. I know. Oh, I would never let her do what I did. I would not get her married at the age of 22 
one and number two i would also do exactly what your mom did is ask her to get a job so i did get a job when i was in university i remember going to a, a um it was a superstore and my job my first job uh, in college was to um do database so i literally had to add the items in the superstore onto a database sheet and it was boring and mundane and very stupid but you know what it paid me 1500 rupees a month and 15 rupees 100 1500 rupees a month in india was like oh my god i get money but the, in dollars it's like divide by back then? back then it was like 60 i think 50 i think 50 was the rate yeah so, like, so divide by 50 so that's seven, like 70 bucks yeah i guess so and this is like 15 years ago oh not even 15 sorry this is more like 20 years ago no, sorry, that's 30 bucks. I was totally wrong. Well, thanks, Krizika. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> Again, it's not about the conversion. It's no, the money it's parody. Not, it's, it's actually like it's parody. for a 20-year-old girl in India, that's a lot of money. Not even 20. I was at the time, I was 16. Mm -hmm. And I was getting, so if you look at the parody, not the conversion, mm -hmm. it's like getting $150 a month. So for me, that was a big deal. But here's what happened. I gave all that money to my mom and be like, oh, this is my contribution to the uh, whatever. It gives you such a sense of fulfillment. The best was the first time I got an actual job with the airlines. I was working full time as an employee and my first salary came out and it was like I got like $3,500 in biweekly. So $3,500. And I remember looking at my this big fat check and I was a single girl with my mom. So I'm not paying rent. I'm not doing anything. And I just felt like this is what I want to feel like every single month that I have this freedom to do whatever I want at this point. And so I remember putting all my money into my bank account and the amount of happiness I had at that time. Nothing will ever compare to that. And I had this money and I remember buying gifts for everyone. And I remember buying like a fancy thing for my mom, a fancy thing for my dad. And for myself, I bought, <laughs> I bought the most, like I didn't go to like a store and bought a, you know, uh, Louis Vuitton or uh, <laughs> I didn't. What I did is buy a very practical Samson uh, suitcase and a makeup bag. <laughs> and my mom is like, it's a very good investment. I still have that suitcase, by the way. It's been 20 years. So good investment there. But what I'm saying is that it's very important for young girls to work in a way that to, to think more career wise mm -hmm. as opposed to job. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference there. Career is when you want to know, OK, what am, what is my identity and what do I want to do? Do I want to be a businesswoman like yourself? Do I want to be a corporate American employee uh, or do I want to do, you know, work in airlines or whatever that is? But I think one of the biggest challenges is a matter of exposure, right? So Indian people, for the most part, stick to the known careers, right? Oh, engineering, so doctor. Everyone in our family is accountant. You're going to become an accountant. Everybody in our family is a doctor. You're going to become a doctor, right? They're like, we're not going to go too far from there. Like if you, everybody in our family is a doctor and you become a lawyer, oh, that's not good, but okay, fine. Like, I don't understand. Whatever. You know what? I, I yeah. feel like, do you want to go to a doctor who's been forced to be a doctor, to be yes, honest? But I meet these people. <laughs> I meet these people who are clearly forced to become doctors, and they do not want to be doctors. But I, they're like, my parents made it super they easy. They don't give a shit. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You go there and be like, oh, this is hurting. They're like, yeah, that's fine. It's life. They do not <laughs> give a shit. And they're just like, I'm just in it for the money. Yep. And you're like, oh, that's exactly that's what I want to hear excellent. from someone prescribing me medicine. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Like, imagine they're performing. It's yeah. like, we're going to go into surgery. It's like, I don't work after post 5 oh. p.m. I'm like, so there's, okay, uh, so there's that element of a lack of exposure. Even like our friend, right, who um, runs the daycare facility. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. And her, she was telling me her story and she was just like, oh, when I was in South India, my dad is like, you're going to be an engineer or you're going to learn cooking. Like those are the two only two options. Wow! That you look have. at the, talk about diversity. And she was like, Jeez. "I enjoy cooking, but not enough to like go to school and make a career out of it. Make a career out of it." So yeah. she's like, "I guess I'm going to become an engineer." And she's like, "I did great, but I hated the field." And then she came out of it and she realized she loved early childhood uh, development and that entire field and started her own business. Right. But that only happened after she got out of that environment, got Correct. exposure Correct. and was like, oh, this is an option. This is a career path. I can do this. Right. And I think that is the element where some people are lucky to get that, where they're like, 
oh my gosh, I could be a set designer. Right. I can be a great makeup artist. I can be X, X, Y, Z, but I didn't know that I could be this way. Because then, they don't, because they're told not that they cannot, and right? And it's an element of, at what age do you figure that out? Correct. Because if you're at a point where you're like, I'm too old to restart a career, then you're miserable and you're just logging it through and you're just making it happen. Or you're just like unmotivated and you're not doing it. Right. So it takes a lot of courage at that point. So you take that from an Indian standpoint of the fact that you, a lot of Indian people, I'm not saying all, but a lot of Indian people are just not aware of the opportunities in front of them yeah, of and course. all the things that they can do, right? And then the you have to come thing, out of India, actually. That's the you problem. Have to come out of India. Yeah. I think you have to come out of the Indian community. Of course. No matter where you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. You have to come out of that community yeah. Yeah. and have exposure to a lot of diverse group of people to then be like, oh, this is an option. I can do yeah. this, right? And you remember I was telling you about a friend of mine. She is in Stockholm and she did the same thing. She was in a very uh, uh, traditional family and an entire, and a South Indian family, right? So in South India, uh, dance is considered a hobby that you must have as a woman because it's appealing on your resume for the man, right? The same mm -hmm. thing. So they were like, yeah, you're really smart, so you should do something bigger. And so she started a, a chartered accountancy, like she started studying char mm -hmm. chartered accountancy. And then at the same time, she was also learning how to dance. She realized that she loves the art form of dancing. And she just told her parents and her family that I just want to be a professional dancer. And can you imagine that her grandmother told her that that's the profession of prostitutes? Because in, in India, that is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the um, and so she was like, that's a really mean thing to say, but I don't want to be a, she actually dropped out of chartered accountancy. She got a, she worked her ass off. She got a scholarship in Stockholm to study professional dancing, dance anthropology, moved out of India, went all the way to Sweden, lived there all by herself and studied and studied and studied. So now she is, uh, she is a professional dancer. So much courage. Can you imagine, not just the courage, Do you, can you imagine the mental mm -hmm. strength she would need to actually first block that, that, yeah. that constant feedback, plus also focus on what you really want to do. Now she, and now she's doing great. She is married to an Indian guy who actually supports. Uh, you also have to find mm -hmm. the right partner, I have to say. Like that is a big part of, women because mm -hmm. we do need to come out of that cultural mm -hmm. bullshit so she married a guy who was like absolutely do what you feel like and now she is professionally dance she's dancing professionally she's teaching she's understanding the art form and bringing a halt to that whole stigma attached to women dancing in India and so so this is why I wanted to bring that story up because I thought it was so fascinating as an Indian woman because I grew up in India and I remember your family and everyone tells you that the best profession for a woman it's either you become an engineer and then be appealing to the guy you're gonna marry don't work just become an engineer mm -hmm. you know what I mean and then also or you become a doctor again don't work just be a doctor so that it looks pretty on your resume or you become a chartered accountant. There's so many stories like that. There's so many stories. Like there are more stories of that than there are of like the women going out there right. and becoming extremely successful right. because their family has been so, right. so, so supportive, right? right? And so I think that's when when we see those Indian women finding success in their career, I, I just feel this really great happiness for them too, because yeah. I'm like, I know yeah. what you had to go through. Yeah, when, I, when I see it here, see, in, in, in U.S., it's a slightly easier because even though the... Okay, but I'll give you an example, right? And this wasn't in U.S., this was in uh, England. Okay. So uh, my mother-in-law studied pharmacy. She went to university. She became a pharmacy tech, uh, one of the best, you know, in her class, did a great job, had a job that was paying her a lot. She managed like a very uh, popular location pharmacy in London. And then she got married and her, my father-in-law's family was like, women in our family don't work. So your wife cannot have a job. And so he imposed that on his wife because he's like, oh, this is this is our family family's rule. And, you know, I think a lot of Brahmins do believe that where yeah. like women don't work in the culture or if they work, they can only work in the education field or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so and her own parents were like, don't do this. Like, don't do this. Don't quit your job. Continue this. This is important for you to have a source of income. You're very good at this. And this is going to open up a lot of opportunities for you in the future. And she was like, no, I don't want to disappoint my husband and my <sighs> husband's family. And so she quit her job. And she quit 
the pharmacy thing and she's like i'm gonna raise kids i'm gonna take care of my in-laws and she's the very traditional thing and i think looking at her today and even having spoken to her about this it's one of the biggest regrets in her life i bet it is because yeah she was like i was very good at what i did and i enjoyed it right and i wanted to do it but for what reason like i did i quit and i did all of this and then i get got no appreciation of course like giving up that stuff and taking on all of this responsibilities for my in-laws and now i'm here like 60 years old looking back in my life and being like that was not a good decision of course and i'm like yeah but that was such an easy decision to make because more people were supporting you to quit your job of course because you are not encouraging you because then you're not expected to be brave you're not you no. you just fall no, you into are the brave because you're doing the right thing it, it, it's yeah but the right just thing right, yeah i know i was just about to say the right thing is kind of subjective there yeah and also i i think it is and this is why when i came here to us and i met you and remember mm-hmm. we talked about the business and everything i remember thinking that i am way too ambitious and with limited resources and that is a really bad combination to have i am really ambitious like i want to be an individual and not be like i'm a mom i am radhika's mom i am uncle's wife i am daughter-in-law such and such i don't want that i want my identity i want to be like oh i'm shipra the ceo of this company or i'm shipra you know working for this company yeah. or whatever so for me i am extremely ambitious and so i I want like I want like that other like when like when Radhika when my daughter grows up right when Radhika is growing up and she like just the other day she said to me that mommy I'm not sure what I want to be when I grow up I'm like that's fine you're just in elementary school by the time you reach high school you'll have a clear idea of what you like and what you don't like and yesterday she said to me I want to be an astrophysicist because I really like the idea of time and space and I'm like oh my god this is so fantastic I can't even begin to tell you how how proud I am and I said to her you know what if that's what you want to do you'll have to focus a lot on the subjects that mm-hmm. will involve you to learn more she said what do i what will i get i'm like you will then learn more it's about research so when you become an astrophysicist the one thing that you really would love to do is research and finding out things and how the universe mm-hmm. works and all of that and it'll be fun and so she's like what if i'm not sure when i actually become one and this was like a moment where i had to be like a great mother but still be practical and i said look you may fail as an astrophysicist you may not make a lot of money you may enjoy it but you may not make a lot of money unless you hit like an, a really good place where they pay you for the research but that shouldn't drive you what should drive you is that at the end of the day you have to look at what you're really good at and what you really really want to do and then go from there she's like i don't want to be a doctor i'm like great i am all for that please don't and she said and then she told me she said i really love math but i don't like finances and i'm like okay then so what i love is that i want to be the mom who is helping her figure herself out instead of me telling her what she should be doing because see she is so amazing in math my instinct inside mm-hmm. indian comes out and i was like oh my god you're so good at math you should really be like you know in finances <laughs> no in finances or yeah. be like a uh, you know um an economist or something in that field but i stopped myself i'm like i'm not going to do it and what i did is just be a an echoing platform for her so when she said something she mm-hmm. heard herself and she's like oh no i like math but i really don't like finances so i think it's so important for people to 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 do that with their kids to not tell them what to do but be a a, a place where kids are free to say safe, safe space space where they can just throw out ideas right she changed her ideas 50 times a day like she'll be like oh i really love and enjoy writing maybe i want to be a writer i'm like great and then she's like oh i yesterday she said i thought that because they watched a documentary on space and time and the multi-universe um video and she's like i really want to study time and space so the, my point was that as a parent as an indian parent especially we've been always told that the only choice for a girl is these certain careers that would make you successful and it'll be appealing for you as a marriage uh contestant yes that's the word so i feel like this is the time our generation should be the generation where this we put a stop to it and be like no 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 parents are not supposed yeah. to decide your career parents are not supposed to decide your destiny either they're supposed to be like just a, I, I, someone just listen, you can right? rely on when you fail and you just need someone to say it's okay keep going like your dad yeah. so when you 
came to your dad and said, I hate corporate America. Your dad came back and said, do what best for you next. That is what... My dad is on a completely different spectrum. No, but I I mean, at one point, my dad was like... I was like, Dad, I'm going to college. Um, it starts in the fall. And he's like, are you sure? You should take a year off and backpack through Europe. Sweet. <laughs> That's my dad. My dad's like a completely offbeat, different human being. I love and that. people are always just kind of shocked. And I'm like, this is just how but, who he is. But, but the fact is that he made you think, right? He didn't yeah. think for he you. definitely, definitely encouraged a lot of critical thinking. Like all, tons of critical thinking. And, and, and it was it was really good. And, um sorry one point i really want to make is the movie that really got to me about this was dil dhrakne though oh i haven't seen that with one with priyanka chopra oh okay you've never seen it no. they're like on a, sh- a cruise i know ship. of the movie but i haven't seen it so it's okay the premise of the movie and spoiler alert for those who plan on watching it i think it's on netflix um it's a she is from a very traditional punjabi family her Father Anil Kapoor has a very successful business, right? And her her brother, who is um, Ranveer Singh, I think Ranveer Singh is her brother. I don't remember. One of the actors. Don't put me on this. Yeah. One of the actors. And um, her father is very traditional. He gets her married to like this other like family, like rich, well known, same status family. Right. And she doesn't really want to get married to this guy and she's very ambitious and she wants to do her own thing but her father's like no women don't have jobs they don't have careers you need to just get married and do your marriage thing and her in-laws are again not very supportive and they don't want to do this and all this stuff so what she does and she actually wants to manage her parents business but her parents are like no your brother's going to manage this business because his son manages the business whereas her brother is like i don't want to manage this business i'm not very good at it it's not my thing but they're forcing him into this whereas she wants to do it she's like i love business i want to do this and they're like no you're a girl and so she sells all of her wedding jewelry and takes the money and starts her own like travel agency or something and it becomes extremely successful and she is like on forbes india and all of this stuff being recognized but she's not getting the recognition from her parents because they're like oh what did you do yeah it doesn't matter yeah like whatever you run some small agency yeah 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 yeah. right and (laughs) how typical is that yeah so again there's a broader story to it i honed in on that part (laughs) and i'm just like Again, that was, I don't watch a lot of Bollywood movies, but that one was something that really, I just felt resonated. Not because my parents are like unsupportive or anything like that, but because they're, even though they're extremely supportive, there is an element of like, but you're a girl. Yeah, it's an unsaid. It's an uh, unsaid um, subconscious element that yeah, comes into play. For sure. And yeah, so it, you should watch this movie. It's really good. And I felt like it was very well depicted depicted of course had some extreme bollywood elements, of course like every bollywood movie but <laughs> very well depicted for me it's the movie remember we were talked about it in our first episode the suitable girl yeah that resonated with me oh, tremendously That's not even a movie. it's a documentary it's it's the fact that i i can relate to it so deeply because i had an arranged marriage and i think that that was it they portrayed it exactly how i mean it's a documentary right so it's all true but it's the way they were showing it, it's exactly how it happens. It's like mm-hmm. the woman is MBA. She's she's like, I'm not going to get married. I want to complete my MBA. I want to do it. And then the mo- there is always this emotional drama that you are 27 and you're not married. People are going to you know, talk Aww. about it. There's something wrong with you and all of that. And she gave in. And she's like, okay, fine. You're talking about the girl who, and spoiler alert, Again. Who ends up marrying the, the guy, guy who, guy, right? yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. Like clearly a compromise clearly. between the two of them. Because, and so, so my fact, and then there were three stories. So if for, for people who haven't seen the movie uh, or the documentary, a must watch, it's called The Suitable Girl on Amazon Prime. And I, I, I the third story is where I was talking about the woman is extremely, uh, she's an MBA, very uh, ambitious, working, and then she gets married to a Jodhpur, really, really, really you traditional family. What's sad in that story is her dad is like, she can do what she wants. The yeah like, i don't give a fuck she's getting married yeah and it was and, it, and that's where i so i could relate to the, not that my parents were not but i'm just saying i could relate to the part where it's always about how good you look for a potential marriage proposal and i i so i could which d- again going back to our marriage episode doesn't make any sense because there are more 
uh, men available than women. Exactly. So it, should be reversed, it should be. But it's and such you know a what? Thing. The hit, all of Indian society would benefit from women working because all these Saspahu dramas <laughs> would not exist. Oh my or, God. I mean, they would exist, but they wouldn't be such an all encompassing part of life. Correct. It's because women are bored. They don't have jobs. Like a lot of them don't have jobs. They're bored. Not saying that the household chores aren't like taxing, raising kids aren't taxing, but the luxury of living in India is a lot of people have help. No, but they have maids, yeah. they have servants, they have drivers and all this stuff. So it's like, and it's all, it's not just the fact that they are bored. They also have tremendous amount of resentment. They're like, Oh my God, my life is going to be this. Becomes the sass exactly. Drama. Exactly. And, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, people um, need to work. <laughs> All right. Well, I think on that note, we got to wrap it up. Right. So I think the bottom line is that I think that every woman, Indian or not, should find a path for themselves. They should find what they truly want to do in their Mm -hmm. life, whether it's corporate America, whether it's business, whether it's a, you know, I don't know, going to a retail store or whatever that is. I think it's very, very important for women to work and not just as a job, but as a career. That's my thought. Totally agree. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, bye.